up in Minneapolis covering games one and two of the WNBA Finals. I'm Scott Agnes for VigilantSports.com. Now, I've recently started this Pacers podcast, but I thought it was far too appropriate to uh, get one here for the fever, at least an episode or two during this WNBA Finals. Coming to you now after their game one victory Sunday afternoon and what a performance it was for the fever. They got the victory. They out-toughed this Minnesota Lynx team that beat them twice during the regular season. But, of course, you can kind of throw those out. Uh, now we're in postseason play. But uh, it was a great showing by this Indiana Fever team. They got the win, and now they're looking to get another one before heading back to Indianapolis for Games 3 and potentially a Game 4, uh, which would be Friday and then Sunday, respectively. First up on the podcast, got to go right to the star of Game 1, Bree on January. Although she fouled out in the game with about 70 seconds or so left in that one, she made a large impact in the game on both ends of the floor. She set the tone defensively and offensively. She really did a great job of uh, getting other teammates involved and also taking what the defense gave her. And most of the time, that was pull-up Jays from the elbow. Breon January, our first interview. Bree, you were obviously the star in Game 1, but how difficult was it for you to sit on the bench for that final decisive 70 seconds or so? The team that was out there is really the core of our team, and they've been there and done that, so I had complete faith that they were going to pull it off. But, you know, of course, I would have been, I would have loved to have been out there. Well, last night you got a battle wound right, right there staring right at you. Hap- happens when you're playing this kind of physical game. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, that's what the playoffs are about, and especially playing a tough team like Minnesota. They, they come at you every game. It's going to be physical. It's going to be a grind. But, yeah, the pain of the scars is so mm-hmm. bad after a win. So. Looking at the stats, you guys shot 36%, had a number of stats that all favored Minnesota, but it wasn't your greatest effort, and yet you still come out on top. That's encouraging it's got to be for the next couple of games. It wasn't even close to really a perfect performance or anything. Without a doubt. I don't think either team brought their A game, but credit to our team we did all the little things you know we we dove on the 50 50 balls we rebounded every possession we we were there doing the small things that it took and we i mean making free throws all those things played a huge role in us coming out on top even though our stats didn't yeah. quite add up to theirs that, yeah this is one of those games where free throws truly did make a difference hitting 16 and i think they missed nine yeah, without a doubt you know it, playing a great team like that there's a very small margin of error and we stepped up and we have a ton of room to improve and hopefully we'll straighten those things out today but we know tomorrow's just going to be even tougher of a battle and we have to be ready for it you kind of become i would say a cornerstone of this franchise you've been in all three of the finals you got a contract extension it's it's going to keep going on do you does it kind of feel that way is you're you're kind of one of the the core solid pieces of this foundation that the fever have set yeah it's it's crazy because when i came here we had a very veteran led team mm-hmm. and i was the baby kind of just following rook in phoenix and, and then all of a sudden i'm i'm here this been on the team second longest behind tamika and it's yeah. crazy just to see this organization grow and progress and you know bring in new talent and still maintain that high level of performance it's mm-hmm. it's been great and i love this organization i'm glad to be a part of it happy to have yeah. signed my extension and hopefully you know we have <laughs> great things in the future for us as well. I know last night at the podium, Ketch was talking about how kind of try to put 2012 in the past. One area you want to change from what 2012, you won game one that year but lost game two. What what will be kind of the keys for for this matchup on Tuesday? 
Uh, just to maintain our mentality, that back-against-the-wall mentality that we've had and had yeah. to have throughout the entire playoffs. So I think we just need to maintain that and just focus on the little things like we've been doing. And we know we have to take our level up another step. And Minnesota's not going to give us a game. we got to come in here and take it, and it's going to be tough. But I think our team is really focused. Everybody's locked in. Everybody's engaged, and we're staying together. And I really think that's helped us throughout the playoffs be successful. Why is it easier for teams to play as the underdog back against the wall? Every team, and Pacers talk about this all the time. It, it just They play looser. They play freer. What is it? Because there's no pressure. There's no pressure on us. Nobody's on us. Like, it's spotlight. We haven't had the spotlight on us the yeah. entire season. So we're out there working on us. We're working on us under under all the, doing under the yeah. radar, you know. And it, with that, you have, you know, you're able to play freely and okay. without getting tight and everything. And I think, I mean, not, I don't know what's, you know, I can't speak for other teams, but when you're in those type of situations, it's easy to tighten up and, you know, have feel all the pressure. But our team has done a really good job of just taking a second to breathe and stay present within our group and play freely and do what we yeah. do and play our game. And I think that's a key to our success. We're going to have to continue to do that. Are you mindful? Are you able to have fun during during the, these events or just how locked in do you have oh. to be and feel? Uh, you have to have a balance. You know, you have to enjoy every moment of this. You, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to ever make it to this stage in their entire right. career. So you, it's something you want to be mindful of because it's a great experience. It's a, These are great moments. But at the same time, you want to come out on top. And so you need to focus on the details. And when we, everybody on our team is locked in on all of our schemes, all of, all of the directions that we are trying to execute on the court, we're playing our team, we're playing our game and we're having fun. We have fun when we play our game and when everybody's locked in and on the same page, that's what we do. So I love my team and I love being on the court with them. So it's easy to enjoy the moments with them. We saw in game one, they had really, it was two versus really five plus for you guys. You guys got it done as a group, and that's that's really what this franchise has been about, hasn't it? Without a doubt, and you, you can see that, I mean, the entire season, we've had everybody step up and play a huge role in our success, and I think everybody on our team has played a role in winning at least a game for us yeah. on their own throughout the course of the season, and that just shows our depth and, you know, how strong we are as a unit, and I know our bench is ready when their number is called. Everybody has complete confidence, 1 through 12, on our team, which is which is rare, and it's what makes our group so, so, so special. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> very good, Bree. Thanks Thank so you. much. No problem. Thank you. Minnesota's Maya Moore is one of the faces of the league, one of the great young players in the league, and uh, she had an outstanding performance on Sunday in Game 1. But it wasn't enough between her and Sylvia Faust. She's going to need other players to step up. On Monday, I had a chance to talk to her about what she's most needing to do headed into this game, too. What makes the Fever so special? And if over the years she's taken anything away from being around Tamika Catchings and also playing with her. Take a listen. It's not so much about coming out having a big performance. It's just doing what I know I can do and our team doing what we know we can do. Um, and that's the beauty of it. Is that we don't have to come out and do something over and above what we're capable of to win. We are a great team that if we do um, what we can do and be ourselves, we give ourselves a chance to win every game we play. And so that's what we just have to remember. It's not about mustering up something that's just something we've never done before. It's just focusing on who we are, who we've been, um, and being confident in knowing that'll overcome no matter what the situation looks like. Definitely their chemistry because you know they're not going to hurt themselves. Um, you know, 
know, teams that have maybe some weaknesses chemistry-wise have the potential to hurt themselves. And at this point in the year, you can't afford to do that. And so that's why every every possession is so critical, uh, is so valuable. And so you know you have to be on it because teams like that are going to capitalize on your mistakes. And the same way we're going to capitalize on their mistakes. And they're uh, you know, a very confident bunch that are, are, are talented at every, every position. So uh, it's, it's a great challenge, and that's exactly how it should be. Is there anything over the years that you've kind of picked up from her, learned from her, tried to replicate either on the court or off? You know, I know Tamika, you know, personally. She's not someone that I know from afar through the W. I've I've been able to spend time with her and get to know her and um, have respected her since I was, you know, in high school watching her at Tennessee and and, and pros. Um, And she, I can say without a doubt, is someone who is who she is front of the cameras behind the scenes she is a genuine person that uh lives life with a lot of passion and a lot of uh, a lot of energy and i really respect that you know she doesn't turn it on and off she is who she is and uh, i really appreciate that about her and i try to be the same way as far as just being just being genuine who i am is who i am and um her heart for her team and her community is real and it's really cool to see that, and um, I hope more players can can imitate those those qualities about her. And obviously, she's a you know ridiculous competitor. Uh, you know, she plays so hard on both sides of the ball for so many years. It wasn't just you know a year here or there. She's been one of the most tenacious defenders and uh, offensive threats for you know her whole career um, when she's been healthy. So um, just a lot of respect for her and. Um, really, really tough player to, to guard because she's always a threat every time she's on the court, defensively or offensively. She's one of those yeah. players that you kind of love to have on your team, but she irritates the hell out of you when you play against her. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when she's on my team uh, for the Olympics and right. World Championships and things, it's really fun just to cheer her on and watch her just change the momentum of games. Um, but when, you know, you're guarding her, you have to be on high alert at all times um, because... That's just who she is. She makes big plays, and uh, you know she's a, a big part of her team, and she gives her teammates confidence uh, as well. She she's a definitely such a battery energy player for her team. Game one was far from perfect for you guys. They won all the stat sheet numbers, but the hustle plays you guys made, particularly the ones that stood out to me, was uh, into half and into game. Your steals. Uh, what stood out to you about game one and, and what got the job done for you guys? The fight, you know, just the fight and like you said, the hustle players and everybody, nobody losing composure, composure. everybody staying poised down the stretch. You know, like what I, the thing that sticks out the most is just like when Minnesota went ahead by one and we came over and we're sitting on the bench and everybody's just like, Boy, nobody was freaking out. Nobody was like, "Oh, we gotta do this, we gotta do that." You know, it's more, "Okay, y'all, just gotta get down here. We gotta make a score. We gotta just do up a play. We know what we gotta do. We know how we can execute defensively. I mean, get a stop, but even beyond that, keep rebounding." And you know, I felt like everybody locked in even more. It's like another gear that we went to. What do you think led to that? Is it the pure experience factor from this team, um, how you're all together in the one goal? How is this team able to just stay so composed? I think it's all of that. You know, I think it's two back against the wall, first two series, and, you know, have, knowing, like, what it means and how much extra focus we had to put into it. And I think coming here is like we can't start off 
with our backs against the wall. We need yeah. to start off, you know, knowing what we're capable of doing and let's just start right from the beginning, um, lock into what we need to do. And, you know, I felt like straight from the beginning, that's where we were. Cool thing about our team is you never know who's going to step up. Right. I mean, literally, it's been my night, it's been Z's night, it's been Bree's night, Risky's night. Night. I mean, and it's really always been that way with always, this team. Always, you know, but I think that's what makes it so hard to go against because it's like you're planning so much to guard me and to, you know, keep Tamika <laughs> from touching, keep Tamika from doing that. But then when other people step up, it's like, oh, man, well, you know, like, do we, what do we do? What do we do? And, you know, yeah. I think that's been like the cool thing and that's been the reason for our success as a team. Numbers-wise, two for eight, off night, but I pointed out those two steals that were game changers, the one at the end of the half, uh, was a 16-5 to run that really carried some momentum into the half. I want to talk about your defensive job. It doesn't just jump out at you, but Rebecca Brunson, no offensive rebounds. Shows kind of what you did. Yeah, I mean, literally, that was my goal. My goal was to do whatever I could to try to keep her off the board. And you know, I felt like our team did a really good job. Just all of us, though, you know, um, practiced the last week with the guys, and that's what Steph has been focusing on. You guys just crash the board from all angles. <laughs> and I know, you know, for us, we get mad sometimes, like, they're jumping over our back, they're doing yeah. this, they're doing that, they're pushing us. You know, but I think it really prepared us mentally coming into these games, having our practice guys go as hard as they go and do the things that they did that challenged us to get ready for this series. You mentioned how you put 2012 past you guys, but now you want to change. There's been so many similarities, one by six in game one, one by six in game one this year. How you want to change it, though, is winning in game two, which you weren't able to do. What Anything new that needs to be changed or really just consistent patterns of what happened in game one? I think consistent patterns of what happened, but obviously we have some adjustments that we need to make. There's a lot of things that we do need to do differently. And I know Simone's going to come out, Lindsay's going to come out, and they're going to try to put their stamp on early. So, you know, for us, just staying focused and making sure that, hey, you know, we can't let everybody, we can't let all five of them go off. You know, we got to figure out our battles and make sure that we do a good job of trying to lock in, you know, and lock people out early. Tamika, thank you. Thank you, Scotty. Fever star Tamika Catchings. Certainly, when you look at stat sheets and you say, "Oh, we got to shoot in the 40s to be successful," um, so no, I wouldn't have thought that. Um, but at the same time, I'm not going to overanalyze the numbers. You know, at the end of the day, when you're in this, these types of situations, it comes down to the details. It comes down to plays like Tamika Catchings made right before halftime. The hustle mm. plays, the being able to to stop Minnesota from having momentum going into halftime. Um, to allow us an opportunity to get some momentum going into halftime. You know, the, the, the things that, um, that, that don't show up in the stat sheet when you get to this time of year are even more critical. Why the change of mentality? Did something spark that? I think this year, because I wanted it to be a, sort of a lay the foundation year, um, I didn't want to get caught up in, in overanalyzing. I didn't want to get caught up in saying, okay, we, you know, these are these are our tangible goals, and if we don't achieve them, then we're not successful. And I really wanted our success this season and, and laying the foundation this season for what we're going to be about to be based more on on, on continual growth, continual improvement, um, much less intangible oriented than tangible oriented, um, so that we can create a culture of 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 understanding what it takes, of empowering one another, of trusting one another, um, and in knowing that, that ultimately our success or failure isn't always based on wins and losses. Joined now by Fever assistant coach and defensive guru, Gary Kloppenberg, back with his second stint with this Fever team in the back here in the finals. How's things different here being in the finals compared to just a, a regular playoff series? 
I mean, you know, the playoffs, everything's just ramped up. Every possession is critical. You know, you try to play every possession like it's the last one in a championship game because you're in a championship. So that's been kind of our mindset is that every possession, you know, matters and we really want to execute at both ends of the floor and especially with a great team like this defensively, trying to take them out of some of the things they do. Defensive performance of this Fever team, wasn't by any means perfect in game one, but it, I mean, it was terrific. Really, was it kept everybody but two players in the links, really minimized them, and especially their guard play. What did you like that happened in game one? Yeah, I mean, I think we just, you know, our ball pressure, our, you know, passing lane denials were, were physical down in the post. Um, you know, that takes teams out of what they want to do, and that was kind of really what we wanted to do with this team is take them out of some of the things or make things very difficult yeah. for for them you know and make them hit tough shots and I think for the most part you know we had some breakdowns but for the most part I thought we did a pretty good job with that and we rebounded you know and that's a key with this team they're such a good offensive rebounding team not not as much in that that game one there's I mean I think Brunson didn't have one offensive no. rebound Sylvia Fowles went off for eight boards in the first quarter had three the rest of the yeah. game. What what was strong there and and that worked out so well inside? Well, that was a major emphasis was Brunson because she's always hurt us in the past. And, you know, she gets she's such a great offensive rebounder. She's diving in from all over the court. <laughs> so we really, you know, that was a major emphasis trying to find her. And then, you know, Sylvia... It's going to be Sylvia. You know, she's going to get hers. You just try to keep it to a minimum, get, right? You're going to try to make it, you know, try to get her in traffic and make her have to hit tough shots. And, and once we started doing that, you know, I think we, she turned the ball over and, and traveled a few times. That's one area I think we're going to try to shore up, be a little more physical with her, you know, try to show her some different looks, you know, and try to do some things. Yeah. See, like this, this has been a physical series. Cheryl Reeve has that Detroit mentality that we all, all know. And then, especially there in that game one, you got guys were taking it to them and really out tough them in that first game yeah, yeah no I agree and I think you know this series our previous series probably probably got us prepared for this just a physical tough D you know every possession is a war and I think that's our mentality now and we have the personnel and the players that really buy into that you know um, with that core group they know defense is a such a high priority with our team and then I think the young players and the new players you know they're learning that and, and buying in so it's it's been uh, very rewarding to get this far but you know our mentality tomorrow is that we, we all want to go into this game like we're down a game you know that's the type of mentality yep. I think we have to take into this game to have a chance to get get another one. How have you seen Shanice Johnson a player brought in in this offseason probably a player a lot of Fever fans did not know much about and how she's immersed herself with this in this team and really fit in so well i mean she's a very talented player and i think fit in really well with this system you know she's a she's still learning the defense but she's got some great tools defensively great hands out front she can pressure the ball and then offensively she's very gifted you know she can get her own shot um, she's a great three-point shooter, and, and um, I just think she's she's really blossomed. I thought she had a chance. Well, she was second in the most improved, runner-up and most improved. So, but um, she's been just had a tremendous year. We're really excited about the growth we've seen with her. How funny was it? I mean, a lot of talk coming in it was there are five Olympians. They have all the stars. Yet, it was the Fever with five solid players contributing. Yeah. 
to their two. I mean, that's a lot of hype. You know, you, you get a lot of that that hype, I guess, in the in the in the playoffs. But we've always been just kind of a blue collar team. You know, obviously with catch. You know, the, through the years, I mean, that's her. She's valued at the defensive end, and that's I think why the Fever had so much success through the years, uh, and she has as well because of what she's been able to. That mentality that's been created around her, and I think you know, you mix in Larkins, Brienne January, tough, hard nose. I think it's you know, you have a blue collar team that's just going to fight you to the nail, and I think that's what we're seeing in this. Uh, finals last well. last thing i wanted to hit on with you uh working obviously 70 whites deserved and earned a lot of praise this season what's it like being on her staff and but also being a great sounding board especially on the defensive end i mean she is just uh, just an outstanding young coach i mean she listens to her players she takes in input from her coaches and very open she want you know she's always want to learn and get better and that's why i think she's just going to be a, an outstanding coach for a lot of years to to step in on the, um, you know, without that any experience and do the job she's done, it's just been tremendous. But she's she's a joy to work with. I mean, she's just a real good person. She's good, you know, treats everybody, her players and her staff really well. And it's just been uh, it's been a real joy to work with. Her. Good to be back. Uh, good to see yeah, you back with the team here. I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. It's the best, most fun I've had coaching. I think maybe ever. Yeah, it's just been. Wow, that's the telling. Chemistry, the chemistry of the team, and you know, the organization is just probably second to me as well, you know, from the top down. So it's uh, very enjoyable year. So see if we can keep it going here. We, you yeah. know, that's that's what we're trying to do is see if we can come out, steal another one up here, you know. All right, that'll do it for this special edition of a Fever podcast coming to you from the Target Center in Minneapolis. Game 2 set for Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on ESPN2. For VigilantSports.com, I'm Scott Agnes.